the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please be seated. Last night, uh, our initial focus was on what happened at Bethlehem. And uh, we hear the details of the census, and of the travel, and of the no room, and then of the birth and the babe being laid in the manger. And we talked a little bit about Bethlehem as the house of bread. And, and as the shepherds went without excuse uh, to the house of bread to meet the one and worship the one who is the bread of life, so we have an invitation really daily to come to come to the house of bread. Uh, yes, this building as the house of bread, but also the body of Christ as the, the house of bread, to come to the one who is the bread of life and to be fed by him by faith. And now this morning, late last night and this morning, the focus is on who is that? Who is that? babe that was laid in the manger? What is his identity? And then the question is, so what? So what? So for example, St. John writes, and the church gives us to think about this this morning, that the identity of that babe is the very Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. If you're interested um, in looking at this with me on page 106, there are a couple of other very specific words that help us in our understanding of who this babe is. St. John wrote, was inspired to write, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Now remember that if we skip right down from the very beginning, that first line, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, if we go to the very end of that reading, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The key part is the Word was made flesh. So we're talking about the Son of God. The Christmas story, the Christmas miracle is that the Son of God came down from heaven and was made flesh. Took on, almost we might say, put on like a, a, a suit of clothes, put on our humanity, our flesh. Only in the smallest possible way as a baby. The Word was made flesh. But what comes to your mind when we say Word? If I, if I speak a word, then you know what's on my mind. If I'm honest with you, if I'm honest with you and I speak a word, then you see what's on my mind. It's an expression of what's on my heart. It's a revelation of what I'm feeling. So, Jesus, so the, the Son of God, the Word of God, 
was made flesh. God revealed his mind to us in Christ. Last night we talked about the Greek translation of that, of that word is logos. And it means, for the, for the Jews it meant law. All through the Old Testament, the word, the law, that was given by God to Israel. In the New Testament, in in amongst the Greeks, logos means divine, the supreme principle, the reason. The reason that puts everything together, the principle that draws all things into unity. So we think of the law, we think of the divine reason being made flesh in Christ, revealing or expressing the mind of God to the world. That's an incredible thing. That says, if, if God speaks to us and makes himself small in a way that we can understand him, that talks about the love of God, about his good will towards us, that he would make himself vulnerable in this way. That really blows my mind. That the one who created all things perfectly, in order and beauty, instead of, when we messed it up, instead of starting over, he came among us as one of us in order to save us. The other word that is that's spoken here is, well, we'll just continue on a wee bit. This, uh, all things were made by him, were made by the word, and without the word was not anything made that was made. Just another reminder of this supreme principle of the divine reason in Christ. In the word was life, and the life was the light of men. That's an interesting way to put it, isn't it? That the word came forth to give us knowledge about God. And that's what light does. If without light, we just grope around in a room. It's amazing, even a room that we're familiar with, if the light is off and it's pitch dark, it's difficult. But the word came from the Father to give us knowledge of God, of God's plan, and, of, uh, and knowledge of ourselves. And this was like light to us and in us. And light also brings life. Without the sun, nothing can grow. So this beautiful incarnate word from the Father is, contains life and light. It is a transformative, it's a life-changing word. And what happens here is he enters the world and calls us to God. God wants us to be with him. And so the word says things like, the word incarnate in Christ Jesus says things like, come, come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. That's a word of hope. It's a word of, of love, that the Lord wants us to be united to him. This is the divine principle. This is God's plan to unite the world to himself. Why? 
so that we may be saved. He wants us to be truly happy. Not just happy, but truly and eternally happy. So he calls us to himself, come unto me. The word born in Bethlehem, made flesh in Bethlehem, goes to Jerusalem to lay down his life there, to take upon him all of our sins and faults, all of our shortcomings. He loves us that much that not only did he make himself small and vulnerable at Bethlehem, but he made himself uh, an object of scorn, uh, an object of uh, hatred at Jerusalem, all for you and me, that we might have the powers that we're powerless against, that we might have those powers defeated with his help. So he, di he died and rose again. This is the story of Christmas. It's the story of Christmas and Easter. It's the story of the gospel, the glad tidings that the angel came to tell the shepherds. Nobody had any idea at that moment when those angels appeared what the fullness of the glad, nobody on that hill had any idea what the fullness, the complete message was about. When the angel said, fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. The Word made flesh. The revelation of God Almighty's mind. The expression of His goodwill. The one who will lay down His life and die as the full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. So we think we have this glorious season. Lights are really key in it because he brings us the light of God, the knowledge of the Father. The knowledge of the Father's will is that we might be saved. Thanks be to God for sending us his only begotten Son, the Word made flesh. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen.